Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. All right, Brandon, it is a faithful Friday. I feel like this is the chance for you to leave all of your hostilities, bad <laughs> words, dig a hole. I do have a lot of hostilities. Somewhere over there. I do have a lot faithful of hostilities. Faithful Friday. And we're in Lent, which doubles down on the Faithful Fridays. So I feel like you really need to. Can I ask you a question? When we do Listen. Faithful Fridays, I always notice that you, your voice gets a little calmer and a little hey, lower. Man. Are you doing that because it's Faithful Friday? I feel like God wants yeah. you to be your authentic self. I, I I agree with that as well, but my authentic self is not always goofy, crazy Uncle Larry. It oh. can be serious, structured, faithful Larry. Oh, okay. So there you go. We on Fridays normally turn to our good friends at the Center for Action and Contemplation. You can find Richard Rohr and his good folks at CAC.org. By the way, I went to the Friday sit again, and it was Brian McLaren. So I stared at Brian McLaren's face for 30 minutes as he meditated on the internets last Friday. Do what you mean with that, Brian. Wow. They are currently going through a series called Pilgrimage. This one caught your eye. Always a perfect moment. We do not do a woke meter on the Faithful Friday, so let me just read a smidge from your devotion that you really liked. Richard's talking about a mantra that he used in his former life that said, this moment or this place is as perfect as it can be. Our temptation is to always look to the next moment to be more perfect, the next place, and then the next moment or place. You see, we're always disappointed in what we actually have. We're always rushing into the future. The reason we're rushing into the future is because we're not experiencing a wholeness in the present. And when we haven't grasped the present, we always live under an illusion. It is an illusion that the next moment or place is going to be per better. When I get around the corner, when I see this church, when I get to Jerusalem, when I go to the hotel, whatever it might be. But pilgrimage helps us see that attitude is essentially wrong. As long as we think happiness is around the corner, it means that we have not grasped happiness yet. Because happiness is given in this moment and this place. And this moment and place are as perfect as they can be, Brandon, this moment, this podcast is as perfect as it can be. We have been walking this road together for a long time. And I have yeah. read I have read missive after missive after missive after letter after book on God's presence in our life and how do we do it and this, that, and the other thing forever. I mean, at least my adult life and probably my whole life. And this is the lesson that keeps coming up over and over and over again. And why I was struck by this, always a perfect moment. It's not new news. This has been told by many, many different people in many different ways. He talks about through the centuries, pilgrims, pilgrimages of some type is found in many religions. Pilgrimages took the form of the Jewish exodus, Islam's Hajj to Mecca, vision quests, walkabouts, and classic heroic journeys about leaving home. And it, so it's not like this is a new thing. This has been going, and in my whole life, I've You're heard gonna about it. You're going to land hey, this plane? Yeah, yeah listen to me. It's not a new thing. Got listen it. to me. Got it. What's, I thought this was Peaceful Friday. I thought we were going to be Thank in you a for peaceful moment there. Yeah. Here's what I'm trying to say. I have heard this a million times, and I've never learned the lesson. Hmm. That I have never, I know that life is a pilgrimage. And I'm constantly looking around the corner saying, when this happens, when 
we get this many downloads, when we, when I find this job, when I have my, my daughter does this thing, when, you know, whatever the thing is that I'm sort of looking for, looking forward to, it's like, oh, that's when I'm going to be happy. What I realize is there's a huge difference between a goal and an expectation versus being in the present moment. So when it says always a perfect moment, I don't know if I've ever personally thought about it as in this exact moment. No matter how bad it is or how good it is, it's as perfect as it's going to get. And to live and rest in that is incredibly challenging. I don't know the answer to it, but I was like, man, this is the key for me personally. Have you seen Band of Brothers? You've seen Band of Brothers. Of course. Of course. There's a great episode. I think it's the second one. They actually drop down into Mm D-Day. And it basically chronicles Captain Winters jumping out of an airplane and surviving day one behind enemy lines running from the Nazis. Right. And the very last, this is the crazy day, right? I mean, a true story. Crazy Call, day. I think that episode's called The Day of Days. Yeah. Yeah. And the last scene is like a voiceover of him saying, like, if I make it out of here, all I want is a plot of land to just sit and live a peaceful life. Right? And he wants to move back to Pennsylvania and just get a farm or something. And he does that, right? Eventually he does. Eventually he just goes and has kids, has a farm, and just lives this life. It's hard to go through everything that we go through and then take the deep breath to sit on the plot of the land and let that be okay. In that, we've had so much excitement of things in our life that we compare it to. So you're like, oh, I always want that again. Mm-hmm. And then what's around the corner, as opposed to just saying, this is my plot of land and I'm just going to enjoy it for the second we get it. I'm the same way as you. And that's kind of essentially why we do meditation, right? Is it meditation to slow everything down so that you can just hear your heartbeat and deep breath, and that's all you're guaranteed is the breath and the heartbeat? Mm-hmm. Well, I was funny you were saying that because I've been doing this thing during Lent about really trying to be intentional about my, my med- contemplative prayer, meditation, whatever you want to call it. And part of it is there's this great app called, I think it's called Centering Prayer. I think that's the name of the app. Uh, maybe I'll put it up on our one. give you the gong? I'll link it in there. It does. It gives you the little gong oh, at the beginning the and the end. You read the prayer. And centering then, Prayer. Website. Yeah, yeah, Centering Prayer. So it always talks about finding a word in, and yoga does this too, set your intention for that practice. Yeah. And I'm, it, when I first couple times I heard that, I was like, oh my God, whatever. But what I've been doing, I've always had the same mantra because it's helpful for me about breathing because it's all about breathe in and breathe out. But I've decided that to use that word during Lent as my mantra. So I will use, pick a word, like today it was peace. So, you know, that idea is you breathe in and you breathe out. And when your brain starts doing inevitably, and you and I are the worst at this, where our brain starts rolling all over the place, we bring it back to our to word into our breathing, right? That's the kind of the general idea of centering prayer. And what I've been noting, it's, it's so antithetical to me to not think about other things. It, it, good thoughts, bad thoughts, whatever it is. So like, even if I'm thinking about, oh, I have this great new idea that popped into my head. I should write this down and do this. In that centering prayer, you're not allowed to do that. You have to just truly take that word and let it wash away. I always think about myself in front of a river where I put it on a basket and it floats away. Some people put it into a, a rail car. And you told me that. Away, I use it all right? the time. And I, I just sit there the and I just, whenever that thought comes in, and, the sec- and, and it says to not do it in a, quick way, but gently go back to the word. So like you gently go back to whatever the word was. And now it sounds so cheesy. I could just hear so many of my friends going, oh, whatever, dude. 
whatever new age nonsense have you gotten yourself into? I am as yeah. far from a new agey guy as you're going to get in many ways. Well, but there is. You're right. Well is correct because I am. I guess new agey. You got a lot of crystals I was raised, at your house. I was raised in that world a little bit, so I I have appreciation more now than I ever did before about the power of some of this stuff. But that said, I'm also very skeptical of it because I grew up in it and I saw it and I saw people use it and I was like, oh my gosh, whatever. I I, I saw a former student with his partner because they're not married. They've just made a conscious coupling and people say that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness, whatever you need to put on it, it's still the same thing. But there's something about this meditative practice that just calms my mind. It makes my day for me, it's important to do it in the morning because it, it moves me through my day. It's the same thing about working out. If I work out in the morning, I tend to have a better day. Not always, but a better. So the P, it's like that idea of always a perfect moment. Put yourself into the position to be aware of the perfect moment is what I'm trying to get at. So my word, by the way, which I've never told anybody, but I will reveal to you on the Smart oh, Podcast is breaking presence. News. Presence is always my word, as in God's presence coming. And my presence in the moment. It's like a double entendre there. Presence is my word when I meditate. And it's that great idea of you can't have life unless your heart beats or you breathe. And that's all you're guaranteed is that literal heartbeat and that little breath. Because you're not guaranteed the next one. So you Mm -hmm. get that one. But this idea of Richard Moore, like, what's around the next corner? Will this next thing be good? He uh, did a series last week on the Desert Fathers and how God always takes people to the desert to kind of meet God at that place. And I love this idea that God in the midst of a barren desert can become more real there than anywhere else, which is the same for us. Like, I don't need to go to a fancy vacation to Italy or wherever. Like my daily life can be transformed by God. If I just let that presence be in the moment, like the moment of my boring life can be better than any crazy vacation to Paris, France. If I just let the moment be and the presence come in it. And there's something, the the inverse to that a little bit is too, is that, so I do these trips and then I'm always like, ah, it wasn't as good as I thought. I build it up in my head and I go, that when you go to those places like Paris or when you go on that pilgrimage, you end up actually enjoying it more because you're able to rest in the moment. I'm not thinking about, I went to Pittsburgh this weekend. Uh, We saw Disney on ice. It was fantastic. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And my whole Weekend, I was sitting there thinking about all the stuff I had to do when I got home because I had so much stuff going on. And I realized, like, I wasn't being present where I was. I was worried that I was going to not remember to do something important. And I think that's this idea of being present in the moment, to me, is truly being present in the moment. So how can I discipline myself to not worry about those things? Those things will take, like... To put things in place to remind me to do those things when it's there, but not to ponder them when I'm not there, right? That, for me, is what this meant. It's kind of like this, you know, the mindfulness movement. Like, are you eating your food slow enough to enjoy it? Are you, like, paying attention to your steps when you walk? I mean, all that stuff's great, right? It's slow you down and enjoy the exact moment you get. Absolutely. And I think that it doesn't, it, you know, for people that listen to it and say, well, how do I do that? It's like, it takes time. And it takes yeah. practice. And I've been practicing at it for a long time and I'm not even close. So it's one of those things where I'm not sure you ever fully get there, but you get, but I do know that I'm further along the way than I've ever been in my life as of this moment. And, and I really like that. I had a moment last night, ironically. So whoever, when you're listening to this, I was with some friends at a very nice place and I really felt peaceful. I was not letting my mind wander. 
I wasn't thinking that it was late. And I needed to go to bed. I wasn't thinking that I forgot to do this thing for the kid. It was like, I very rarely have those moments where I'm like, Ooh, I really like being right in this moment. And then here's the best part. I wasn't thinking like I wanted it to go on forever. I think that's the other thing Richard's saying is that you just take it for what it is. And then you go to the next thing. You don't hold on to it. Yeah. And I think that's that idea of that breathing and choosing that word. So uh, very good, Larry. I appreciate you humoring me with talking about this article and teaching me today. My soul.